Good morning. It's September 2nd, 2022, and this is a very special day. Today is our 17th wedding anniversary, and this is 5-Minute Daily Devotionals with Religionless Christianity. So rather than talk about Luke today, we decided we would just discuss briefly, you know, what works for us in having a, what I would say, wonderful 17 years of marriage. And as with any good marriage, I'll let my lovely wife, Nikki, go first. (laughs) So I was just thinking on how marriage reflects Christ and the church. And that's the best example that we have from Jesus is in his serving us and forgiving us. And I'm saying all this because I know it's true, but that doesn't mean I follow these things all the time or perfectly. And marriage is not about our own happiness. And Eve was made to be a helpmate to Adam because it was not good for man to be alone. And God did design an order in the home and in marriage for our good because it's the only way that it was designed to work with the best results for everyone, including the children. Wives being submissive to husbands is like the church submitting to Christ. And like we said earlier this week, Jesus' commands are not burdensome. So it should be out of respect and humility we follow our husband's leading in what he thinks is best. And husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church. So that being the case, what wife would not willingly serve her husband with joy. And scripture tells us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And I think that verse sums up marriage very well, although that one isn't talking specifically on marriage. It's a good one to remember for marriage, though. And taking the whole of Scripture and how to behave towards others and how much more of your own household, it helps us understand marriage is not a burden, but more of an opportunity to grow in Christ as you have a constant person with you who loves you and sharpens you. And we need to just encourage each other to pray and read God's Word. We grow in Christ together and your one flesh in marriage. So that makes sense. And I could rattle off specific how to's on a good marriage, but I think it's all in vain if you're not putting Christ in his commands first, which I will say a specific one here though is forgiveness. And you will have to do that often, but they'll have to do the same for you. Just thinking how we're all just dust. And it's amazing that God even set his love upon us and forgives us. And as we keep our eyes fixed on Christ, it becomes easier to submit in humility and to forgive. And that's the foundation of a lasting marriage, I think. Christ first, the cornerstone, and then humility and forgiveness. Yep. So, you know, I think some things that can help you have a successful marriage, and again, this may be obvious and Nikki's touched on it, but embrace the God-given roles for marriage. You know, husbands work hard to support and protect your family. Wives devote yourselves to raising many children, nurturing them and providing a wonderful, safe and Christ-filled home. You know, modern day feminism will tell you or will tell women to chase career success, that children are a burden and you shouldn't be submitting to any man. 
And this all goes in the face of how God designed marriage. There's a God's way or there's the world's way. I pray you would choose God's way. And next, I would say do your best to avoid falling into too much comfort with your spouse. Husbands can be the worst at this, um, worse than wives, certainly. Um, But you should avoid doing things around or with or around your spouse that you may do around your friends or, you know, the friends of the same gender, or even when you're alone. Because I do think at some level, too much comfort leads to a lack of effort. And you should always be actively trying to woo your spouse, you know, even after 17 years. And lastly, I would say demand a lot from each other. Don't let each other get lazy and again, comfortable. You know, not to the point where you're nagging or driving the other person crazy, but in a way that lets them know that you value them and you believe that they can accomplish great things. So as we end here, um, in place of the Psalms today, we thought we would read a section from Song of Solomon. So Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 1 reads, For the wife, behold, you are beautiful. My love, behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats leaping down the slopes of Gilead. Chapter 5, verses 10 and 12. My beloved is radiant and ruddy, distinguished among 10,000. His eyes are like doves beside streams of water, bathed in milk, sitting beside a full pool. I will end praying for you from Psalms 145. May the Lord show you he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, that the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. May you know the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth, that the Lord preserves all who love him. God bless.